0: for the Mundangerous Sock Hop in New York City, I'm your host Shane. And I'm your host Ishan, And welcome to episode 333 of Total Party Thrill, a podcast for game masters and players where we discuss our campaigns in order to inspire yours. This is Actual Play
1: Season 3, Episode 14. In this episode, we are continuing our playthrough of the 5th edition D&D adventure, The Magister's Masquerade, from the sourcebook Strixhaven, A Curriculum of Chaos. Tez Proudgal is... Finally at the ball with a bunch of friends and there was an ominous saying from your main suspect, Dean Augusta Tullis, and you're here to make sure that a prophecy doesn't come true, but you know who the chosen one is, eh? Huh? And tonight's the night. Uh indeed. Also, looking for treasure. Always looking for treasure.
0: So who is in our menagerie of, uh, of accomplices at this point?
1: Goodness, it has ballooned from the usual group. Okay, so it is Tez, who is, I believe, currently dressed as a Rakshasa here at this Masquerade Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skelebro, who is dressed as the Lord of Blades to hide both his armor and his sword. Meepo is dressed as a white dragon. Because, of course, because why not? Uh, Your companion, Aurora Luna Winterstar, a student here at Arcanics, uh, is dressed as a coaddle, a feathered serpent. Uh, And we haven't gotten to the rest of your crew yet. Um, In order to get people here at the ball so that they could help you, Tez invited Javanish Stoutclaw, a fourth year, and the bouncer at uh, the Bozen Tavern, uh, as his date, and Javanish, a swift wing shifter, has arrived in a stunning phoenix costume. He's actually dyed his fur a bright red-orange to look like fire, and when he shows up, he snaps his fingers like, hey and his entire body becomes limbed in red flame that doesn't burn. You look for a moment to realize it's very fire. That is very cool, Javanish.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, I've been uh, practicing. I went to the ball last year and, you know, I wasn't happy with my costume. I was like, oh, what if I could do it again and guess what? I can do it again.
0: I mean, that's a good use of a reroll.
1: <laughs> you also invited your handler at the Trust, Erky Timbers. Invited. Mm. <laughs> Insisted, demanded. Erky has shown up, looking exactly like Erky Timbers. Uh, like uh, he's ready to do some adventuring with his leather armor and many pouched vest and components around his belt, like uh, the artificer that he is. He's got a little, you know, mask over his eyes, though. I mean. He's going to stick out like a sore thumb, which means it's a great costume, because it's authentic. He says, do you get it? You get it? I'm a spy. And then he winks at you. I'm dressed like a spy. I love it. Great mm, job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good to see you. Thanks for being here. You can tell, he's, as other people are walking by, they don't know who he is. But he's like, hey, I'm a spy. And they're, they're giving him nods and leaving. Cool, we brought the lame friend. You did. Uh however, there are a few conspicuous absences in that, at least looking around cursorily, not that you can necessarily tell immediately who everyone is, you don't see Grayson Windermere, Rosie Miffenbip, or Melathorn. And Grayson Windermere, of course, is the chosen one who needs to survive the night.
0: I hate them so much. <laughs>
1: Tez mutters to himself. Um, now, Rosie Miff and BIP, who is actually a changeling, and Melithorn, who is actually an Oni, uh, ha- had been tasked by Tez to track down Dean Tellus and had not been able to over the past week. She kept just slipping through their fingers, disappearing in ways that a human really shouldn't be able to. Uh, but she's here. She's right here, dressed in a dress made of golden scrolls and. Tez notices uh, in certain places wrapped by sickly-looking vines and twigs that look much like twig blights. Erky, do you see that? He looks up, squints his eyes, and says, I don't like this at all. Now do you understand why I insisted you be here? you want me to do what I did to the tree
0: Uh, not yet but we do need to get to her so spread out head to the exits and uh, try not to be too conspicuous but don't let her out of our sight
1: Erky disappears into the crowd Javanish yeah
2: yeah what's the plan
0: this is gonna be hard to explain but we need to talk to Dean Tullis uh urgently
1: before we can enjoy this evening
2: uh, all right uh, you want me to
1: go talk to you- emotions up on the balcony where she just gave a pronouncement uh yeah if you can get her attention I I would love to all right and uh he also starts to make his way through the crowd much more slowly than erky because um, he's much bigger uh, but you know people slowly part ways from him when they realize that he's there uh, it's actually hard for him to make through the crowd too quickly, though, because everyone wants to talk to him because everyone knows him. That's fine. I-, I more want him to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember—is Aurora read into this as much as you want her to be? Yeah, I mean, she's been she's been around for she hasn't been to, like your library sessions, um, right? But like, if you you haven't told Skellibur not to tell her
0: stuff, right? Yeah. No, I think, and I think Skelabra would tell her that we've been looking for Dean Tullis and like we're confused and you know that sort of stuff. So, or not, not that we're confused, that we're concerned. Um, so, I think that would make sense. Uh, I guess is she bought into this or is she bought into the uh, the dance and masquerade portion of, of this evening?
1: Have you described the stakes to her properly?
0: I don't fully understand that I un- that I understand the stakes, but. Uh, Okay, I Shane cannot remember if we if she knows who we are or not. Like if she
1: knows that we're not really students, or she not. definitely knows that you're not from Karnath because that was right. obvious as soon as she like talked to you because she's from Carnath. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, again, you haven't told Skelgro not to tell her stuff, so I think you can probably safely assume that she knows what's up and she's on board. Okay. As much as you need her to be, right? Right. Uh. Aurora, we
0: have to go to work. I, uh, I appreciate you being here, uh, and I, I don't want to obligate you to get involved any more than you already are, but, um, you know, if you want to stay here at the Masquerade and, uh, and keep yourself safe, I respect that. But uh, the three of us uh, and, uh, and our
1: friend Erky here have, uh, have some work to do. She sort of, like, leans in conspiratorially and says... Whatever it is, I'm in. All right, we've got to get to Dean Tullus. And she turns and both of you look up at the balcony and the Dean is gone. Scratch that. We need to find Dean <laughs> Uh Just then, the music gets quieter and you can see that uh, the dancing slows as people realize something else is about to happen. No one seems shocked. It seems like it's part of the night. The music fades. The hall falls silent and dim lights rise to illuminate the towering statue of Magister Kalemma, the eponymous magister of this masquerade uh, for whom this hall is named. And after a moment's stillness, the statue begins to speak. Students of Arcanics says Kolema, in a voice that booms through the hall, yet echoes as as if coming from afar.
2: Always remember the chain of which you are a part. Wisdom is shared, learned, added to, and passed on. Links are added and lost, but the chain of tradition connects us all. Those who were, who are, and who are yet to come.
1: And as the statue stops for a moment, the the hall bursts into applause. But, uh happy message from one of the founders but then everyone does seem surprised when the statue keeps speaking and it says
2: but be warned there's a harsh lesson you have yet to learn when the mistakes of the past are forgotten that dire past will return to haunt the present beware mages of the shadow that reaches for you even now
1: and this time the statue falls silent and stays that way and everyone starts looking around a little, a little confused, a little bewildered, a few worried faces. Um, it's, you can hear a couple people saying things like this have happened before. Sometimes the statue warns uh, about like, you know, stick together. There's danger or, or whatever. Um, it's not that they don't come true. It's, it's just that, you know, nothing terrible was, has happened in recent memory. But the statue seems to know what's up uh,
0: <clears throat> Aurora this is what we're talking about let's find the Dean
1: so the entire dance floor area is going to be difficult terrain as you move through so groups right now you have Javanish looking you have Erky looking um, what about the three of you Aurora's going to stick with Scalabro. Uh, where if, if you all three are together she'll be in a group uh, with the four of you or the two of them or whatever yeah, I think Skelibro and Aurora should split up, and Meepo and,
0: uh, and Tez will split up.
1: Great. Okay, give me Perception. Yeah, start with that. And then give me one for Skelibro, who has advantage.
0: Yeah, Skelibro's good at this. Uh, yeah, so is very good. Uh, he has... ever write down these bonuses and that is what slows me down uh he has a 18 plus
1: 4 is 22 nice and tez and meepo have a uh an 11 all right so for our purposes here the three of you have been in combat enough where like you don't know thieves can't right but i assume you can read each other's faces and movements and you know you you can communicate mostly silently if you need to agreed uh, so I think you know across the hall there's enough light where like if you can catch glimpses of each other you see each other's faces or whatever You're, like a few hand motions and you can get the gist of, of what's going on so it's not Tez and Meepo who notice it is Scalibro, Um, who sees that the dean has come down to the dance floor and has been moving through the crowd and he you know makes his way back over sort of like along the perimeter right to meet you and as he's like passing by he whispers to, to fill you in and says while she's doing that she seems to be letting her hand drift across the backs of some of the students and this reminds you of what Javanish originally said at the Bozant Tavern when people got ill was that she was very touchy-feely she was very friendly glad-handy with the students who later became ill
0: uh we have to get everybody out of here
1: uh how far away is she? Uh, it's a big hall. It's like 150 feet square. And she, last Scalabro saw, because he keeps losing her in the crowd, which confuses him. She's in a giant dress made of golden scrolls. Um, although, to be fair, this whole place is full of like crazy costumes, right? Like you can see there's, there's like two people who are dressed as like literally life-size centaurs. With like the body part and like moving horse legs. And you're pretty sure there actually aren't centaurs who go here, so <laughs> you're pretty sure those aren't actual centaurs. So she was in the middle, moving east. But can't spot her right now. But you can try other checks, including, you know, acrobatics to try to move through the crowd, more perception checks. You, uh, could, you can, I don't know, clear the place, whatever you want to try. Uh, this
0: is a big, like... Uh, ballroom type thing, so it has like large, like
1: chandelier type lighting hanging from the ceiling, right? It does right now. What it has is like long strings of lights that have been hung from like wall to wall. They're like like, crisscrossing. Skelebro, give me a boost.
2: I don't know what you're planning, but I'm
0: sure
1: it's not a good idea. It's a horrible idea. (laughs) But he bends down anyway and boost you up. I would like to grab the the lights. (laughs) Okay, so... Once you get above the (laughs) crowd. So the ceiling is more than two stories tall. Uh, He can basically, like, boost throw you up, and then you're going to need to crawl a bit. Like, it's a climb. Sorry. You'll need to climb the wall. I can do that. Alright. At full speed.
0: At rogue speed, he
1: might (laughs) say. (laughs) Give me... um, Radio second story work actually, which is just straight up. You climb at normal speed, and you have um, cutting action. Uh, I do. Cool. Okay, give me an I h- climb h- very give fast. Th- give me an athletics check.
0: Mm. The limits of my capabilities mm. <laughs> have landed. Do you whisper uh, to Eladra <laughs> Yeah, I whisper to Eladra Don't fail me now.
1: <laughs> Uh, okay, alright 10 plus 3 minus 1 is a 12 (laughs) Oh, right Uh, so, this is old stonework So there are plenty of handholds You almost slip because it's been worn smooth From centuries of people Who knows, maybe doing the same thing But you're able to climb, um, up the wall And you get, hmm let's say 30 feet off the ground And... Uh, You're by one, well, you're by actually several strings of lights. Well, now that I have this vantage point, can I see her? Ah, what's your passive perception? Uh,
0: Thirteen.
1: You, yeah, you see her. She's at the edge of the dance floor on the opposite side um, of the room. And you see her because there's actually this, like, dim, glowing green light illuminating her face. It it looks like she's, like, turned away from you, but... uh, it looks like there's something she's holding in her hands that she's looking at and it's making her face glow green and then it fades away and she turns and starts moving through the crowd again. You said this is 150 feet away? Mm, right. Yes. <laughs>
0: I mean, I, I
1: want to clear the room. You do? Wait. Okay. You do... I do know how to clear the room. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know enough, right? You're intelligence 19 right now. That mm-hmm. that could cause a stampede With this many people in here with, As crowded as it is So you think you could definitely yes. clear the room But you don't know how safe that would be Of course Staying here, who knows how safe that is Yeah, I don't think it's very safe anyway
0: Uh, uh Okay You guys, fan out I will try to direct you to her But move quickly She's on the far side Around the outside uh, Basically the exact opposite side of the room Just go I'll keep an eye on her
1: Alright so everyone spreads out They go in two different directions uh, And stay close to the edge So that they avoid the crowd as much as possible Okay And they're heading over there um, It'll probably take you know A minute or two for them to get over there Given the crowd Are you doing anything in the meantime Or are you waiting for something to happen yeah, I'm. I'm concerned that she's going to leave or
0: something like that. So, but yes, I am just trying to keep an eye on her. Uh, and actually, I think um, Skelibro is. I I think I'll tell Skelibro to just go straight there, like just barrel through the crowd.
1: <laughs> okay, start so pushing people out of the way, just like yeah. Lord of Blades would. Right, exactly. He's <laughs> in character. His method. <laughs> It does still take him a while to work his way over there. And you notice you keep you keep just missing her, losing her in the crowd. And then she'll pop up again, and then you'll you'll lose her again. And it seems to be the same with Skelebro, right? He's trying to move just directly straight across. Um, but then, you know, every, like, 20 feet or so, he, like, stops and tries to, like, regain his bearings before plowing ahead again. Um, and when he gets... To the other side, he stops, and you realize he can't find her. Well, where did she go? Because I was trying
0: to like be able to signal them, like to to close in on her. Give me a perception check. Oh wait, I have a lodges blessing. Also, Tess is just the weirdo who's like hanging out on the wall, <laughs> thirty <laughs> feet in the air. This is like the ultimate wallflower. <laughs> I rolled a 9, plus 1, plus 3 is 13. I got my passive score again. You do spot her,
1: though. She's on the west side now, um, near the um, uh, punch table. And so you, like, wave all of them over, right? Okay, they begin to converge, and uh, she's talking to some students, uh, and then... She whirls around before uh, Meepo is able to reach her uh, and basically starts backing up toward the western exit. Perfect. Uh, Tez will grab the lights (laughs) and swing across the room. (laughs) Okay, Okay, so... This is a string of lights. You're going yep. to grab one end, cut it, and swing across. Correct. Of course you are. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've gotta <to> get there.
2: <laughs>
1: Let's go uh, fast. Give me an acrobatics check. Let's do it. Uh
0: it's gonna be fine. It's a uh a nine plus seven plus four is twenty.
1: Twenty. Twenty is great. You, what are you going to use to cut? Ripier or like dagger? Uh, this is this feels like more of a dagger job. Actually, to be honest, this feels scorpion job.
0: This feels like an all-purpose tool job, right? Okay. Like, okay. yeah
1: Like, like this is just you know, you whip out your all-purpose tool. It, of course, turns into the right tool for the job, which is a box cutter. <laughs> uh, and you clip it. Now, of course, you're thirty feet up, right? So you swing down gracefully over sailing over uh, the heads of now um, bewildered and impressed onlookers Uh, and you reach uh, the furthest end of the arc because you got a 20 you have a couple options here you can leap off it and you will have traveled let's say with your momentum you can make it halfway across and you can be near the uh, outer wall and then make your way up through the least crowded part to get there as quickly as you can or you can try to spider-man this thing and when you're on at the top of the arc on the other side grab onto another try to grab onto another say no more light light and cut that one to continue to swing okay i'm spider-manning acrobatics (laughs) <laughs> I, oh, I don't get a, I don't get a lodger's
0: blessing for this one. That's expired. <laughs> uh, but I rolled a 15 plus
1: 7 is 22. <laughs> okay, so here's what happens. You grab onto another one and you slice it with the box cutter and it falls with you spider man on this thing. Now, the others, though, because the whole thing is held up together like a web, also begin to fall away. So now all the lights... Begin to the, the whole canopy of lights. Exactly, begin to, begin sink. Begin to drop toward <laughs> the crowd and then swing out toward the walls. You, however, are can also continue to swing, and let's say, yeah, I think you can. You'll be twenty feet away from the edge of the crowd, and you can perfect land with a what is it? Oh, more than a twenty. You can land gracefully and keep moving. Uh, with a flourish, if you will, and a bow, uh, to applause. Hey, this is <laughs> this is the entertainment for the night, apparently. <laughs>
0: a quick bow, and then immediately bolting for that exit.
1: Okay. So all of you are now in pursuit of Dean Tullus. Yes. Um, and you, I think, are fine without trying to get everyone to exit from the masquerade, because the Dean is leaving? Yeah, exactly. As long as the Dean leaves,
0: masquerade can go on, you know, with slightly modified lighting.
1: Great. Uh, so there's only a couple of corridors between here and the western exit, and you are booking it you're the fastest of all actually you and aurora seem to be equally fast
0: oh impressive
1: you've seen her run before and she she carried rampart without seeming like he weighed anything um she's also a rogue uh, she's dampier does she oh does she get a uh, cunning action she is fast and strong oh yeah okay uh, so she's keeping it's up cool with that you. She's as fast as I am when I'm it. <laughs> you don't know if she can do this all day like you can, but for true. now, <laughs> she's she's as fast as you. She's keeping up, and both of you um, emerge. It, it's like those um, those double doors. Those like school double doors where it where it has like that bar across mm-hmm. the center, right? And each of you like burst through one, so two of them open at the same time, and. The sight that greets you on the green outside of Kalemma Hall is not what you expected. It is not the Dean. In fact, the Dean seems to be maybe you'd best guess 200 feet away down the road. Instead, there are trees here, trees that were not here previously. And these trees don't look healthy they actually look very sickly maybe even dead burn them uh they are standing here doing nothing right now so you could certainly try to do that Aurora I can't explain how I know this but we need to burn these things interesting well the others the others run up right behind you they've all caught caught up to you now uh mebo
0: let's burn these things
1: you know what to do you want him to Scorching Ray? Yeah. Do it. <laughs> I want so him to Scorching are, Ray. <laughs> there are two that you can see in front of you, uh, probably 40 feet away. Uh, so roll it and roll damage. So these, are, these are attack rolls, and I think it's three rays at base level, right? Uh, I'm pulling that up right now. Uh, it is... Does he want to... Three rays. All three on one, or... Um, I mean how many trees are there? Two that you can see. So uh, it'll be
0: two and one then. Okay. So the first two on left tree. Okay. I rolled two sevens. So I'm hoping these trees don't have much in the way of AC. <laughs> um, uh, Meepo, it's what is Charisma's
1: your spell Charisma's good plus, now. So yeah, it would be
0: plus six. So 13 versus AC it's so a 16 charisma
1: is it only a plus six?
0: Oh uh, yeah he doesn't have a, any other plus one from any source
1: right but we haven't done the math of this uh
0: those miss <sighs> okay well he shot too fast that's fine that's what the third one is for light him up uh um, I don't think this can crit but I rolled a
1: 20 uh can spells not crit I forget no, no these can crit they can crit uh, that's an attack. Yeah, so that's a crit. So that's right. what? 46? 46 fire damage. All right.
0: I rolled two sixes in there. Uh, that's 12 plus 2 is 14 plus 3 is 17.
1: So what was a motionless, dead looking tree uh, gets hit square in the middle of its trunk. <laughs> Burns a deep, deep hole into it. Uh, the fire <laughs> seemed to do a ton of damage to it. Uh, and it screams. Uh, above the hole that you just created, another one opens that's jagged, almost like a toothy maw, and a, a wail of pain uh, comes out of it, and its its roots begin to buck, and its branches uh, grasp like, like fingers, and it pulls roots out of the ground and begins moving towards you. And the other one is stirring as well. Are oh, we rolling for initiative? Um, let's do this. Do you all want to fight them? Oh, we're all fighting. Uh, the Dean is leaving. Uh,
0: you three, deal with the trees. I'm going after the Dean.
1: Which three are you pointing at?
0: Well, there's only three other people here, right?
1: No, it's, it's everyone. Javanish is oh. here. Erky's here. Um, Aurora... Meepo, Scalabro, you. Yeah. Okay, so then... Your whole posse. So then the... Yeah, so then the U3 is... Here, do this. Bring at least Scalabro and, and Meepo. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring Scalabro and Meepo. <laughs> right. Uh, and I'll point
0: to, yeah, to Erky and... Uh, Erky and, the, uh, and Javanish and, and Aurora and be like,
1: U3, handle the trees. Burn them. <laughs> Erky, last name Timbers... A Rubbed his hand together His hands together says With pleasure Uh, And he, you've seen this before actually Belts out another scorching ray At the same tree Um, These drive home And now the tree, it doesn't have leaves Because it it looks dead But now its top branches are on fire So it's almost like uh, fall foliage it's still coming, though, as is the other one. And now it um, flings its roots, and these these vines lash out almost like whips. One grabs Erky, and then another one from the other tree lashes out at Tez, but misses. Uh, well, good luck, Erky. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> he says, it's fine. We've got this. We'll catch up. So Tez, Meepo, and Scalibro peel off. To the right to avoid the oncoming trees, circle around them while uh, the others take up uh, positions. And yes, you're we outmaneuver it. the forest. Correct. Perfect. <laughs> you're moving as quickly as you can. You can hear uh, now and see in the distance in the dark uh, movement, much lower to the ground, almost like the grass is following you. And you can see just occasional uh, a glint of gold in the distance. Um, reflecting off of uh, Dean Tullis' outfit. Behind you, you can hear um, casting of of spells, actually the same kinds of spells that you uh, remember from your duel. Uh, Javanish claps his hand together and there's a peel like thunder and uh, one of the trees is surrounded in uh, glowing force and almost shaken apart. Um, And He's like, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then in the middle of uh, his exclamation, you can hear behind you, it's cut short. And I am going to roll this out. I need d6s. Okay, uh... And as Tez turns back to look what's happening, it looks like the fight is going very much in his friend's favor. Both trees, one tree is down and in flames and the other tree is on fire. Uh, But Javanish has stopped talking because protruding from his throat is the tip of a blade. And he topples over to the side and hits the dirt. And you can see behind him, now visible, is Rosie Mifibib. But she doesn't look like herself. Her skin is gray, and there are protrusions like knotted wood all over her. And next to her, from nothingness, appears an ogre mage whose skin is no longer blue, but also that same bark-like gray tone that Tez has seen before, only once in the people who were enslaved to the Gothias tree. And Rosie's dead, unseeing eyes look down at Javanish's still form, and she pulls the rapier out of his neck and starts toward Erky. Tez does some quick math.
0: If Rosie and um Uh, Melathorn are corrupted by the tree slash the globe slash uh, Dean Tullis it is probably already too late in which case they can't stop the prophecy and therefore they have time for vengeance <laughs> and
1: so Tez says we're going back <laughs> <laughs> all right simultaneously as you begin to start back from the shadows appears a small figure who rushes out um, and slices off uh, with one quick motion uh, the root that is entangling Erky uh, he doesn't seem surprised at all to see the gnomish librarian he says it took you long enough Ersy Erky and Ersy Uh, And she grins, casts a spell, and that uh, envelops the last tree blight uh, in flame, and it topples over. Uh, And then they both square off. Well, all of them: Aurora, who's Aurora Urky, and Ursi, square off against Rosie and Melithorn. Do you continue? there or after the Dean Uh, Erky keep her safe
0: and keep them both safe and then turn back
1: after the Dean as you're running after the Dean you hear your ascending stone perk up just for a moment and it's a quiet almost withdrawn Erky Timbers that you hear who just says
0: I promise I'll do my best and with that has, runs a little bit harder.
1: <laughs> and you can tell that she seems to be leading you directly back to Archaea Memorial Hall where her office is located. Because every time you turn a corner you can see again just a faint glimpse of gold that's gone. Um,
0: does she seem to be taking the fastest path? She does. The most okay. direct path. Yeah, then we will Uh, This is Hmm She knew she was being chased Tez knows that you can't Do this forever That eventually she'll turn around And we will walk into a trap He also knows there's an alternate way Into her office Mm -hmm. Because he left an alternate exit from her office Certainly did Uh Yeah so at, at a diverging path he will say No wait this way and they will run up to the, I guess, to the roof, right? Because mm-hmm. that's, yep. that's the roof the what tower. they did before. Yes. Yeah. So, and I I mean, there's no reason I don't have a
1: rope climbing. <laughs> 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 it's just in a bag. I have a bag of holding. <laughs> um, yep, secure it. Repel down quickly and then in through the window of her office. And there's no one there.
0: And we are backtracking towards her now. So we're we are trying to spring the trap on her.
1: The lay of the land is you're in the office and then when you open it there's going to be a reception room with doors that lead to other offices and then a long corridor with all those portraits.
0: We'll creep
1: through her office
0: through the reception area to the portraits and I will whisper to the um the friendly one. The friendly one. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the dean today? Did she have a kid with her?
1: Hey the dean Tullus did you see her today oh a kid yeah yeah she came in with a kid where did she take him uh she jerks a thumb back the, the way that you came says in there how did you well, get in here we have what? did we let you in again did they let you in
0: It's something like that yeah uh when did when the dean left did she have the kid with her? with her no
1: mm-mm And when was the last time you saw her? Oh, that was maybe six or seven hours ago? Earlier this morning. Tell you what.
0: I think the Dean has been corrupted. That kid is in danger. We're trying to save him. Can you just make a large ruckus when she arrives back here so we have a little bit of warning?
1: Look, this is a a lot to swallow. But from what I can tell, all you're asking me to do is talk pretty loudly. I could do that And not about us preferably Oh oh right okay yeah sure why not This is fun Alright thanks Try not to die
0: Doing my best Just like last time
1: By the way I'm glad they haven't replaced that uh, Invisible stalker I definitely (laughs) forgot all about that guy They're really hard to source you gotta get them from Zendrick Yeah Anyway Thanks for being lookout. Okay, so you go in, I assume closed door behind you. Yeah. You're in the reception room. You have been in Dean Talos' office before. You have not opened these other doors.
0: Uh, Yeah, I, I suppose that's the next move is um, to, to try and open those doors and see if, if he's in there. And I guess um, Tez will say, Meepo, double check her office. Make sure we didn't overlook anything.
1: So Meepo runs in now. There are six doors in this reception room, one that you just came through, um, two to the side, one that is Dean Tullis' office, one that is marked as the other uh, professor's office, uh, and then one uh, that has a plaque that says uh, records room. And Mibo goes into Dean Tullis' office and you loudly start searching. And two unmarked doors, you say? Two professors. Two professors. Two doors that say records room, and one door that says dean's records room. Uh, Skelibro, try to get into any of these doors. I'll check. Te- I'll check
0: the dean's record room.
1: So Skelibro opens doors the way Skelibro opens doors, um, and he walks up to one of the records room doors and just kicks, kicks it open. It. <laughs> yep. Perfect. Just like,
2: <laughs> and the, the entire thing splinters. Uh, he looks inside. It looks like filing cabinets. I don't hear anything. Grayson, you idiot, are you in here? Okay. No, I don't hear anything.
0: Uh, Tez will try the lock to the Dean's records
1: room. Give me these, check. These tools, check.
0: <laughs> I have a 14 plus 7 is
1: 21. And it pops open. You have an easier time than you expect. It's They seem to be like the same lock. On these doors and you've picked them before so you're like oh wait right uh-huh tumbler goes that way pops open ancient books and flaking scrolls fill the racks lining the walls of this musty records room a large case stands along the wall opposite the door you have a 13 perception
0: 13 perception
1: so a cursory glance you can see that the large case along the wall um, isn't quite square And if you go look at it, you can see that it's been pulled out and then pushed back recently. But it hasn't quite been set
0: all the way. I have a wand of secrets. (laughs) It has three charges. I've never used it. I will use one of those charges right now (laughs) uh, uh, to see if a secret door or trap is within 30 feet of me. And it just tells you with like no check or anything. Uh, The wand pulses and points at the one nearest to you.
1: Ah, it pulses and points behind the bookcase.
0: Well, it's not really helpful to know if... I don't know if it's a secret door or a trap, now that I think about it. (laughs) (laughs) This is why you don't give Tez tools. He just uses them wrong and blunders into the mistakes anyway, which he will now do. He will check the uh, check behind. How does uh, the
1: wand point at this entire scenario? (laughs) Right,
0: exactly. (laughs) Why is it pointing at me? I'm not. I'm the trap. <laughs> I'm not a door. <laughs> I'm not a secret. What are you talking? Okay, wait. So what do you do again? I, I'm I'm gonna approach the. I'm gonna approach it and
1: and look behind it. Great. So Tez, with your what eight strength? Uh, I said I'd look behind it, but you right? sure, mm-hmm. I'll yeah. try to pull behind it. That's too. Okay, yeah. You tug you tug a little bit, and then Scalabro comes in behind you and look. Scalabro is a gentleman but not a scholar and just takes the whole bookcase, grabs the top of it, and just pulls it forward onto its face. And it just topples over and books and scrolls go everywhere. And he steps over the top, the back of it. He's standing on the back of the the bookshelf now, points at the wall and says, Here. Oh, it's an Ikea cabinet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so what's behind it?
1: Nothing. A blank wall. Until you get up close and examine it, uh, and it's a trap. No, no, it's not, it's not a trap. It's it's a it's a secret door. It seems it's like so th- th- there's a um a stone that uh, looks like it'll move.
0: Uh, uh Tes will whistle for Meepo. Who hops on in?
1: Mm, someone made a mess. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, and presses the. Uh,
1: it was not Meepo this time. Presses the stone. You press the stone. And a six-foot-tall, four-foot-wide impression sinks into the stone wall. And then it begins to move and swirl within this shape, becoming dense gray fog. And it looks very much like anyone could step inside if they wanted to. Grayson? You don't hear any response.
0: Skelibro, hold my hand. I'm walking through this. If I squeeze... Yank me back out.
1: Scalabro holds your hand in a, a way that someone who's never even heard of the concept of toxic masculinity would do.
0: <laughs>
1: like Alpha Warriors, <laughs> I step nervously through the fog. <laughs> uh, and as you step, you can see that Meepo, uh, that Scalabro has also, maybe even unconsciously, reaches his hand back to grab Meepo's claw. Uh, and you step through and you feel yourself not being tugged along, but gently pulled, like drawn through, forward. Do you let yourself go through? Uh, yes. All right. All three of you emerge unscathed and not dead. The portal for it is, of course, a portal opens into a richly decorated library filled with floor-to-ceiling shelves packed with books and archaeological relics. Four long work tables occupy the room's center, each covered with papers and dirt-encrusted stonework. Stone statues of dragons stare from between the shelves, and at the room's far end, winged-backed chairs face a crackling fireplace. And near the fireplace, seated in a chair, is... Grayson Windermere, who says, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? I, um, and he pauses for a second and looks around, almost like he's just realizing where he is. And says, I was meeting with Dean Tullis mm-hmm. about something important.
0: And where are your handlers?
1: Um, give me an insight check.
0: I'm very good at that, as you know. The best. Fourteen plus zero is fourteen.
1: Aha. Um he looks at you with disdain and says, What I have no idea what you're talking about. And as far as you can tell, it seems like he has absolutely no idea. genuinely
0: is an idiot.
1: Okay. Where where are Rosie and Melathorn? That's okay. Oh.
0: When was the last time you saw Rosie and Mellathorne?
1: They were right here. Mm, Probably this morning?
0: Yeah, I've got bad news about Rosie and Mellothorn.
1: You're not going to see them again. Is that a threat? No. Wait till the Dean gets here. That's the problem. I don't see what the problem is at all. What did the Dean tell you when she left? And he opens his mouth to, like, tell you what for, and then pauses. And you can tell he's got big gaps in his memory.
0: Uh, Grayson it really pains me to say this and I can only offer this as a token of my sincerity. And he reaches over to uh Meepo and retrieves the missing, uh, missing metal. Oh, you are in grave danger right now. The Dean is going to kill you or worse. Rosie and Melathorne are for all intents and purposes, dead and the only thing keeping you alive right now is the three of us and we're about to fight Dean Tullis to keep you alive so and he like flips the metal back to him almost like a coin because I think that's probably all it really is now the ribbon is, is basically worthless uh, uh, flips the metal back to him and says you know how much it pains me to give this to you but that's where
1: we're at without taking his eyes off you Grayson catches it In one hand, pretty deftly. Looks down at it, sticks it back in his pocket and says, if you think for one minute that I'm going to believe the ridiculous lies, and as he says that, he's like stepping forward with his finger outstretched, almost like wagging, and when he gets about five feet away from the chair that he was sitting in, he bumps his head against something invisible. Uh, And then slowly the outline of a glowing blue ring appears on the ground uh, around him so the chair is in the center of this ring and it seems like he's basically bumped against the ring and Tez can tell right away it's a magic circle he's stuck in there and he looks down and Tez can see the the sort of dawning comprehension on his face because you know he's been at magic school for three years he recognizes a magic circle too and he looks up at you and Doesn't say anything, but... He he seems freaked out. And... Hmm. Behind you, you hear... It seems that you were the one who sprung the trap instead of the other way around. I did think it's strange that Meredith was speaking so loudly. She's not one of the death portraits. But I'm glad you've come. Uh, And then the... The, um foggy portal behind Dean Tullis, still arrayed in her scroll work, fades away, and there's just a wall. Hello, Dean Tullis. You know, this isn't going to get you a very good grade.
0: You know that I'm not here for grades. Let's drop the artifice.
1: Artifice? I thought that was your stock in trade.
0: I'm a rogue archaeologist. And he pulls his he pulls his rapier. <laughs> I
1: was just gonna say, them <laughs> sounds like fighting words. Roll initiative.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Skellibro now has advantage on initiative, so he rolled well. Fifteen plus zero. Uh, you yeah, fifteen plus zero. So fifteen.
1: Nice, because Dean Tullis got a fourteen. Yeah, Tez rolled.
0: 12 plus 4, which is 16, and Meepo is gonna be something less than 14 for sure.
1: And I'm just gonna stick Grayson in just in case it matters.
0: So I think we're 16, 15, 14, 12.
1: Right. So it's Tez, Scalabro, Tullis, Meepo. Grayson at bottom of the round.
0: Tez has pulled his rapier, but I don't think Tez wants to like attack immediately. Like I think if there's a there's something to be learned here. He would rather learn it. And most importantly, like, the most important thing to learn is it doesn't seem that Grayson has been harmed yet, but what other harm could come to the school? Uh, Tez isn't a monster. Um, As well as, like, the Golthias tree, obviously, is, uh, you know, concerning. So the more that Tez can, like, Tez right now is still kind of in academic mode, but very threateningly academic If that makes sense. So like, I I think Tez is kind of like circling and like squaring up, but still trying to get information. So he will ask like, where was your expedition? Where were you corrupted?
1: So this room is like 60 feet by 80 feet. So like it's a pretty big library, right? On the... Left and right walls are floor-to-ceiling books, and in the four corners are statues of dragons. Fireplace in one end, and, like, um, diagonal to the fireplace is the chair and the magic circle, or Um There are a couple of uh, tables with, like, arcane apparatus on them. The There don't, don't seem to be, like, any... Um, ongoing experiments or just you know tools and beakers and scrolls and, and things like that so that's the lay of the land here and she is sort of like slowly almost casually stalking the perimeter of the room as you speak and the blights the blights she it seems like almost unconsciously sort of runs a finger caressingly along one of the twisted vines wrapped around her it's just the blights is that what people are calling them blights hmm hmm what an interesting phrase they I find them to be a, a new beautiful kind of life blight hmm
0: <laughs> is that where you found them
1: oh no they came to me they spoke to me the blights from where do you not hear them in your mind talking whispering crackling uh, and for a moment you can see that like a a green glow from her eyes she says no no they were not my creation I just appreciate them
0: the orb yes the orb
1: ah the orb yes yes you know I I always thought you would come to me about the orb I tried yes I suppose it was hard track down for a while there It's. And she shakes her head almost like trying to clear it for a second uh, and says yeah the things I was busy doing important things and then she sees Grace in there nods yes yes very important things and he's almost like dumbfounded he's not talking yet and she continues to stalk the perimeter
0: uh, and Tez continues to keep himself in his rapier between her
1: and Grayson. Mm, okay. So then she won't continue she won't make like the full circuit right because that puts her like behind Grayson. So like when she gets sort of like to the um, north end of the room, then she'll like turn and start coming back down toward where the portal was. But you, you, I think, have perhaps outlived your usefulness.
0: Certainly, I wouldn't attempt to cross the magic circle. Yeah, like, like e- e- I'm trying to stay equidistant between Grayson and her,
1: right? Okay. Now, give me a quick arcana check.
0: Love to do that. That's a thing that I do. That's a thing that I've done better on other days. Eight plus seven is 15.
1: Mm, okay, so you know this about magic circles. They can be inside out or outside in, right? But they're um, not both ways, right? Exactly. Um, I mean, not a normal magic circle, right? So it can keep things out or keep things in. And right now it seems to be set to keep Grayson in. You would suspect that means that you can just walk right over it. Now, once you're inside, uh, is it keeping humans in? Is it keeping humanoids You're not sure, right? right? So like, are you stuck in there once you get in there? You don't know. Got it. That's a problem for future me. That's true. Now, again, <laughs> there are... You know that the the phrasing used to create these things sort of separates uh, objects into categories, right? So you can be like, keep out half-elves, keep out humanoids, keep out good-aligned creatures or whatever, right? But that means that it's very difficult to keep out disparate things. Right. Dean. Ah, yes, I do suppose I still am a Dean a teacher she sort of rolls the words around in her mouth like they're new may I speak to the orb please she whispers like a like a hiss and says you are speaking to the orb what are you what was I that too right now I'm wearing this skin soon you will meet me face to face well not you I'm growing tired of this
0: Well, indulge me. I am, after all, a rogue archaeologist. Your game is up. I know you want to inhabit the Windermere boy to, I guess, give yourself another lease on life. But who are you? To what end? How did you end up an orb?
1: When you say life, she starts cackling she says life life was silly <laughs> but I think I will I will reward you you're a rogue archaeologist let me show you what someone who works in the field is actually capable of doing and let's just do this in initiative order you can tell she's going to attack but it's it's your turn can I see the orb on her person? Uh, no. Okay. She does have like a satchel though. Like the kind of satchel you'd take on a dig, like leather, almost messenger baggish. Uh, okay. And you can see sort of like nestled in the scrolls. You, by the way, right? Let's just, let's just remember you currently still are dressed like a rakshasa. Correct. <laughs> uh, Meepo's a white dragon. Uh, Scalabro is the Lord of Blades. Uh, Grayson unfortunately was was did not have time to put his costume on. Not not at all an accident that I'm dressed this way. <laughs> <laughs> Just how
0: I always thought I would face off against an ancient evil in or evil in orb form.
1: Give me an insight check. Yeah. Ooh, 18 oh. minus plus 0, 18. So, you've talked with her long enough to know like, pretty obviously, this isn't the Dean, right? Yes. That you're really talking to. Um, but when you, like, turn to look at Grayson or, like, take of the room, you know, those, those moments when your full attention is not on her, you have noticed it does seem like her demeanor changes just for a moment before it, like, sets itself again. And it feels to you like it's almost like there's some conflict within this person. Mm. <laughs> some, like quick personality shifts that are happening. If you had to guess, you'd think the Dean's still in there somewhere.
0: Well, I see no reason not to destroy this room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, forget it. Thunderwave.
1: Alright, so you Thunderwave her. Uh, I think I Thunderwave everything, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, that is a con save.
0: Thirteen. I believe my thing is 14, but let me see where I would find that. Uh, It is, well, no, it's it's 16. That seems high.
1: You're level 7.
0: I am level 7.
1: All right, so she gets hit.
0: Okay, yes, so 2d8 damage. Wow, Uh, 15 damage.
1: Ooh, wow, all right.
0: Yeah, push 10 feet away from me.
1: That is going to knock her into a bookshelf.
0: Perfect. Unsecured objects completely within the area are automatically pushed ten feet away by the spell's effect, and the spell
1: emits a thunderous boom audible out to 300 feet. That peal of thunder like ricochets in this room and nearly deafens all of you. Uh, Grayson puts his hands to to his ears, and, like scrunches his eyes shut as he like screams in pain no one's like hurt by this except for the dean who was thrown backwards into the bookshelf and you can tell adjacent bookshelves were already against the wall but all of the books and the shelves themselves were like just like slammed against the wall uh i i like the
0: idea of there like suddenly being just like a an explosion of like scrolls and and loose leaf papers and stuff like confetti (laughs) <laughs> like,
1: like raining around the office now. <laughs> sure, yeah, coming coming down from the ceiling, ancient, irreplaceable scrolls. I'll be the judge of that. But she's just looking at you. Um, obviously you did some some damage. Uh, but she just smiles and says, "You, you think, think I care?" What you did to the shell? shell? Is Tez doing anything else? Uh, Tez is not. Um,
0: but I believe it's Skelibro's turn now. It is. Skelebro has extra attack. Mm-hmm. Skellibro will charge the Dean and attempt to grapple her.
1: An acrobatic check. Okay. That's a
0: five. Yeah, I, I <laughs> don't think I can roll that low. Um, my athletics is six.
1: My roll was 13. She's grappled. Okay. Again, like a creepy smile on her face. So... Talk to me about disarming. <laughs> well, she's not holding a weapon. But she is holding a satchel. She's holding a satchel. Um. I I think her arms are pinned, right? Yeah. By, by Skelibro, Anyone could walk up and just cut it off her. Okay. Like, it seems to be just a leather strap. That's what we
0: will plan to do.
1: Okay. Um,
0: so. Yeah, I, I guess, I mean, Skelibro has an extra attack, but like... There's not really a lot to do. With it. I it guess head butter. I ah, guess mm-hmm. he will shove her to the ground. Right, like basically just ta- he's just tackling Ooh, her
1: basically. That's uh that's a
0: 20. I uh, I rolled better. I rolled a 15 plus 6 is 21. Okay, so she's on the ground. Boom. Okay. Great. That's at least inconvenient for her. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I mean I think that's it.
1: She's, she's on the ground so she has disadvantage um, she's gonna cast a spell 17 AC on Scalibrow. I don't think that will hit Uh
0: he has an 18 AC with oh. his mithril plate which he is wearing because he is dressed as the, the Lord, Lord of Lords. Blades <laughs>
1: <laughs> alright so she's going to she's gonna do it one more time and just hope Oop, Nope that's going to be the same 17 Alright so um, So sort of emanating from Like around her head Two purple motes appear And both of them um, Fly at Skelebro But he's able to Dodge out of the way So that is All that she's going to do Again though Like she's got this Like creepy smile on her face And it's not going anywhere. She doesn't seem, she seems nonplussed still. So that's her, it's Meepo. Meepo, grab her satchel. Meepo runs up, pulls out a dagger of warning and slices the satchel off and is now holding it. Put it in my bag of holding. Dumps it right in your bag of holding.
0: Does it have, when I close the bag of holding, does it have any effect on her?
1: It does not. Meepo, run through the portal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Go back out. I don't I don't stop running.
1: Okay. Meepo runs up to the door and let's see. Yeah. Takes 6 bludgeoning damage as he runs face first into a stone wall. <laughs> My sweet boy. I rolled it. He got a, he got a one on should I test this first? <laughs> <laughs> My sweet sweet boy. <laughs> he keeps his footing, but <laughs> It's just like me this morning when I in
0: my head getting into the car. Should I test this first? Meepo, is the orb in the satchel?
1: He didn't check. He didn't check.
2: He just he just <laughs> he, he just followed your instructions. He just threw it in. Yeah. <laughs> like hot
1: Shut potato. Up. Meepo shrugs. Meepo, can you check? <laughs> At this point, he'll be able to do it on this next turn. Forget it, I'll check. (laughs) Okay, so
0: I'll run over, grab it, and check if the the orb is actually in the satchel that's inside the bag of holding.
1: Alright, while you're doing this, Grayson is like pounding on this like invisible wall. Uh, It's like,
2: let me out! Let me out! You fool! Absolutely not.
1: Uh, You take it out of your bag of holding, you unzip it, and you can see glowing green light and what looks like swirling green mist inside a lightly faceted uh, chunk of... Do you you touch it? Do you pick it up? Uh, Touch it? That seems like a terrible idea. (laughs) Uh, So it's in the satchel right now. Do you do anything with it? You can... It's in the satchel, right. So you can feel its weight. And it's... It's pretty. I mean, dense. I can like
0: open the lid. Like, I mean, I can like unfold the satchel and see that it's in there while holding the
1: satchel, right? Yes, like, I don't exactly. Don't and you can feel that orb. it's like yeah. it's like quite dense. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> it's it is mesmerizing to look at. You feel like if you kept gazing at it, it, you could learn so many things. If you just put it down on the table and sat at it for sat with it for a while, really studied it. Uh, if, you didn't, an if you didn't look away
0: Where's an anti-magic field When you need one
1: <laughs> You don't carry one around
0: Well No I do not I should I Add it to my list <laughs> Uh. Don't really want to have to kill Dean Tellus. Uh, we have to bind her and gag her
1: So you I think Still have an action
0: I will use it to bind her. I have rope.
1: The rope of climbing?
0: Can, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's where we left it. I have a hempen rope. All right. So,
1: yeah. I'll say you can... Is that thieves' tools? It's fine. You can just tie her up because Scalabro still has her grappled. Yeah. And next, okay. next, <laughs> we're going to gag her. So you have your college <laughs> professor grappled. That's your turn. Now it's Scalabro's turn. Sorry, um, tied up. Now it's Scalabro's turn. And she's currently tied up.
0: Yeah, uh, Skelibro knows the drill. I, I mean, th- I feel like this is uh, uh, as ancient a tradition as as has an, <laughs> as ancient a martial tradition as has existed on this continent. Which is, <laughs> if you tie them up, <laughs> you uh, you blindfold them and you gag them. Wizards are a lot less scary.
1: Blindfold and gag them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so that will be the next move: is to, uh, to like shove a piece of cloth in her mouth and to tie something uh, over her eyes.
1: Okay, you do it.
0: Skelebroke, keep an eye on her. Don't let her do anything. Untie herself. Ungag herself. Cast any spells. We have to figure out how to get out of here and get this stupid orb into some type of anti-magic field. Or I guess just destroy it.
1: Maybe we'll try that. So in her turn in between her and Skelibro, springs into existence a translucent wall that separates the two of them and Skelebro loses his grip on her. And she calmly stands uh, and then she disappears. And Skelibro can feel that He can disappear with her, if he wants to. Does he? I think he does. He disappears. And she reappears on the other side of the room. The ropes hang in midair for a split second and then fall to the ground. She reappears on the other side of the room, next to Grayson Windermere, on the outside of the magic circle. And Scalabro appears next to Grayson Windermere, on the inside of the magic circle. She says... Good, good. We're finally getting somewhere. Now to take care of the two of you. And her turn is done. Which makes it Meepo's turn. I feel like I need your Meepo voice for this. (laughs) Oh, what is... mm, Meepo looks up uh, at Tez.
2: Mm, What uh, to do?
1: Well, no, not...
0: Sorry, not that. I feel like this is where Meepo's like raw pragmatism comes in and he just says, oh, Skelebro can kill him now and end all of
1: this.
2: (laughs) Now is a good time for Skelebro to kill Grayson Windermere.
1: The two of them, Grayson and Skelebro in the magic circle, lock eyes for a second and Grayson's eyes go really wide Uh, and Skelibro really seems like he's thinking about it. (laughs) It's a backup plan. <laughs> Head sort of like cocks a little to the side. Shrugs for a second looking at Grayson. His hand goes to one of the blades. Just just hanging out there. <laughs> Meepo does what Meepo does. And gets dappy. I think I think
0: first he gets blessy. Mm, okay. It's been a while since we've blessed.
1: Uh, Meeple cast the spell. Yeah, people will cast. So it's, uh, he, it's up to three people, right? Words
0: of, his, his words of encouragement of just killing Grayson
2: Windermere
0: <laughs> are magically infused. <laughs> and they
1: remind us how much we, love, we would love to kill Grayson. <laughs> All right, the three of you, you three companions, um, feel uh, uplifted. Hashtag blessed. Uh, it appears in cursive above his head. Just for a moment. Uh, uh that's Tess's turn now. Grayson scrambles as far as he can and then his back bonks against the invisible uh, cage that he's in to get as far away from Scalibro as he can, which is literally ten feet. Uh enough. But he's keeping his eye only on Scalibro, and now it is Tess's turn. Uh, so the dean is on the opposite side of the room, now standing, unbound, ungagged. Yeah, I don't like that at all. What does Tez know about destroying magic items? It's difficult. Um, there's either like a trick to it, right? Like it's, it's weak to something in particular, uh, or you just need to do a ton of damage to it. Sometimes to like overcome its damage reduction. Um. Yeah, that's, that's typically it. They're quite resistant to damage.
0: Okay. Um, and is there any apparent exit in this
1: room now? Uh, as far as thing. you can see, no. There is a fireplace, but you don't know if it's like a real fireplace with a chimney. Or if it's just a magic fire.
0: Tez is working on a new theory, which is that hurting the Dean will uh, possibly bring her back around. Uh, and so he is going to walk up and booming blade the dean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, give me an attack. Uh, Fifteen plus eight. Uh, do it. All right, it so hits. she is booming bladed. Uh, she is sneak attack. Uh, no, she's not sneak attacked. Is she? Uh,
1: Skelibro is adjacent and not incapacitated.
0: Oh, you're right. Even if there is a wall of impossibility between them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. So we'll add that in. Uh, We'll grab ourselves a D8. Uh, Not great damage. 5 plus 3 plus 3 is 11 plus 5 is 16 magical piercing damage.
1: Definitely hurts.
0: Uh, And if she
1: moves she takes more
0: yeah if she willingly moves 5 feet or more she'll take uh 2d8 thunder damage
1: what do you like do or say when you stab your professor in the side uh her name is Augusta
0: right Augusta where is the exit how do we get out of here fight the orb
1: give me a persuasion check
0: uh I will use my blessed die on this because I absolutely forgot I had it, even though I just cast it. (laughs) Bless does not work on skill checks. (laughs) We run into this every time, right? right? It doesn't, right? That's guidance. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And you can't, you can't guidance in the heat of the moment.
0: Uh, This is perception. Oh, sorry, persuasion. Persuasion. Uh, 13 plus 9 is 22.
1: Ooh, that is a good. That's a good persuasion. Um, You say, Augusta, right? Where's the exit? And that weird smile still on her face. And then you say, how how did you end this? Fight the orb. Fight it, right? That um, seems to hit her, like, in the chest, even harder than you stabbed her. Um, It doesn't cause damage, but she, like, clutches her head and l- like uh, like it hurts, uh, and then shakes it to clear it, and looks at you again with that creepy smile, and says, "Your tricks won't work. I'm wearing her." But of course, your trick
0: did seem to do something. Did seem to work, yeah. <laughs> so that was wishful thinking.
1: <laughs> so that's Tez It's
0: Skelibro. Uh, Skelibro will attempt to. Uh, step through the barrier
1: Uh, bonks against an invisible force which he can tell pretty much immediately so it costs him five feet of movement
0: I believe that he cannot cross but he can still interact through the barrier right if you were to throw something or stab something or (laughs) swing a great sword I
1: think he could like throw something I'm pretty sure but I'm not sure about like specifically an attack
0: Right, yeah, otherwise, I mean, demons just, would just murder you, right? Is this just a magic circle?
1: You're not sure exactly. Um, let's see. It prevents the creature from leaving. No, that's it. Prevents it from leaving. So it can't leave, but she's right there. And if he doesn't li- uh Right. Yeah, yeah. And he can attack. Yeah, he should be able to attack adjacent things. Yeah.
0: So the magic circle spell gives disadvantage on attack rolls against targets within the cylinder. And if you reverse it, that would be targets outside the cylinder, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, do I have disadvantage for that then, or is this not exactly the magic circle spell? It's just a. It'll
1: be quote. disadvantage, and he can't charm or frighten or possess anyone outside. Okay. Goofy, but okay. Uh,
0: well, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing charming about a great sword. <laughs> So, I think that is, uh, I I think that's Skelebro's approach, right, is that, like, pain and shouting, uh, may, may wake her up Uh, he saw that, like, glance, or, like, that, like, brief moment of, of recognition And he'll, he'll repeat, fight the orb, Augusta, and attack
1: Interesting, okay, make an attack
0: roll uh, i guess it's two attacks both with disadvantage uh wow okay first one i rolled a 16 and a 19 so that uh, that will hit uh the second one i have rolled a 17 and a 3 so that'll be a 10
1: first ac second one misses first one will yeah. hit all right that's rolled damage I was and she's slasher and she seems genuinely surprised like had forgotten. Not that he was there, but just forgotten that he could, he could attack. <laughs> and to like jumps jumps back and looks down at her arm, which is now bleeding. For how much? Uh, nine plus three? Is that right?
0: That doesn't sound right. Sixteen strength, I think. Sixteen strength, yeah. Okay, nine plus three. Twelve damage. <laughs> Not magical.
1: Looks down at the gash that's now appeared in the scrolls and her arm. Uh, Shocked for a second, and then eyes get almost like f- feral and says
2: I see your skills are not diminished I get my eye.
0: obviously Skelibro knows what that means and Tez might even remember what that means but I do not remember what that means
1: <laughs> is that his real name that's his real name
0: yeah okay from like 2000 years ago okay uh and Skelebro remembers his real name,
1: but who else knew that? Like, Aurora knows, you guys know, but you don't know anyone else who knows. Okay. It has been spoken here at school. Sure. But it's not, like, on his transcript. what exactly. <laughs> It must actually... Be. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it definitely is not on his transcript. It's a, a made-up name that Erky came up with. Okay. Okay. <laughs> go by Skellabro. it's probably Broseph Skellington something like that <laughs> Broseph bro, bro. <laughs> love that for it's him Just everyone listening to this rewind and every time in class he's just been called Mr. Skellington um,
0: guess who forgot their blessed eye again it's <laughs> 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 a useless spell it's okay uh, an 11
1: would not have hit or whatever it, how about a 14, would a, 14, a, 14 have hit. a 14 would not have hit okay good Pot's right Um, I believe it's her hmm. And uh, I'll say this No persuasion check necessary Um, After like that feral look um, She's like wholly focused on Scalabo right now But she like grips her head again And then shakes it off And now her eyes are just glowing with green mist She turns back to Taz And with a sneering and dismissive look 16 AC? That will miss. Ooh, and a crit. Okay, so she just extends a hand, and two purple motes uh, fire from her palm. One goes wide, and the other one, when does, dodges out of the way, the other one hits him full in the chest.
0: Is it adamantine armor that is, like, immune to crits? Yes. Yeah, I'm getting that next. This is. But that ridiculous. one doesn't have disadvantage.
1: Sure. Ooh, that's. 23 force damage Don't like that And you are pushed 10 feet backwards I think it doesn't make it all the way to the bookshelf And you are restrained Until the start of her next turn And she'll take Yeah, she'll take a step away from Scalabro It does though mean that he gets to swipe at her If he wants to and the booming blade goes off. Oh, it totally does. I forgot so she forgot. How much damage? <laughs>
0: uh 6 plus 3 is 9
1: booming blade damage. And then have her swipe have him swipe at her. It's advantage though. This time I've remembered the uh bless die. The, the blessed
0: die, which is Oh, actually a good dice. Anyway, 15, 18 and a 2. So that will be a 17 plus 6 is 23. Uh, 17 plus 7 is 23.
1: Nice, that'll hit. Uh, do damage, and you do got 9 from Booming Blade. Altogether is... Uh, 5 plus 2 plus 3 is 10 more damage, so 19 total. 19 total. All right, so she gets slashed again as she tries to back up, and then from, like, inside, <laughs> there's another booming peel of, of thunder, and, like, scrolls start to, like, fall off this, this costume of hers. And she clutches her head Oh, one more time uh, but this time instead of shaking it off there's a wail that erupts from deep in her chest and then becomes a, a scream uh, almost like of, of effort and she th- throws her head back in from her eyes and her nose and her mouth and her ears pours this green mist and at the end of her her wail her eyes are clear And gray, and she collapses unconscious to the ground. But the mist begins to bubble. Slowly moves down closer to the ground and forms into a vaguely humanoid shape. It becomes closer and tighter and smoother and clearer, and you can see the mist is forming into a person. Still limbed in green light, but very much a solid person. A grey-skinned woman with pointed ears and a wide laughing smile that doesn't touch her eyes. Behind her, ten feet away, is Scalibro, and Tez can see, for the very first time, a look on Scalibro's face that he has absolutely never seen before. Because it is fear. And she looks at Tez and she looks back at Skelibro and says, Ketsumai. And Skelibro, like, gulps a big gulp, looks at Meepo, looks at Tez, and says, This
2: is Gulthias, vampire lord and high priest of the temple of Ashargalon. Or as she was known in my day, a Shardalon's shadow. Killed by the very dragon she served.
1: And her smile goes away instantly when he says that. And she like hisses at him. And says, not killed.
2: Betrayed. staked, Trapped.
1: In torpor. I slept. I dreamed. I dreamed of plants. I've never liked plants. Perhaps it's because I was underground. They reached up up into the sky to grasp to claw to kill and when I awoke just a few months ago when I awoke I found my dreams had become to come true Akatsumai you cannot resist the name the name that I gave you of all of my loyal servants I have chosen you you are chosen to aid in my reawakening and Skellibro's face falls. And she says this. She looks down at the Dean, gives the body a little kick, and looks over at Tez and says, I'm done with this game. I don't need to kill you right now. And there's a sudden uprush of air as the ceiling explodes. And above you is the night sky. She and Grayson and Scalabro all rise into the air and begin to float away, leaving Tez and Mipo trapped on the ground.
0: And we'll find out what happens next, next week. All right, let's talk about how our listeners can get in contact with us. We do love hearing from you. You can tweet at Shane
1: at Mundangerous. That's M-U-N-Dangerous. And you can tweet at, at Evil at Carne, That's Malice minus Meat. And you can tweet at the show at TPTCast. You can also email
0: us at TotalPartyThrill at
1: gmail.com.
0: And you can find us on the web at www.TotalPartyThrill.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Total Party Thrill. And join the conversation on Discord. There's a link in the show notes. And before we wrap up, we want to take a moment to thank our Patreon
1: supporters. Your support is what makes it possible for us to keep doing this show. So if you'd like to learn more, you can check out all of our rewards at patreon.com slash TotalPartyThrill. And what do we have planned for next week's episode? We are completing our playthrough of The Magister's Masquerade.
0: Well, that's it for episode 333 of Total Party Thrill. I hope we lived up to our name. But either way, I'm Shane. And I'm Ishan. Thanks for listening.